0: Welcome back to Facts Matter, a production of the Citizens Research Council of Michigan, where we explore important policy issues facing our state. I'm Maureen McNulty, and I'm the new Communications Director at the CRC. Michigan has an affordable housing crisis, and it's growing. Low income tenants already struggle to find affordable housing, and then they face barriers such as tenant screening and no cause evictions that make their housing search even harder. And if they need to move, they must also navigate different tenant laws from community to community. All those factors have given landlords more leverage than ever to pick and choose tenants. Chelsea Dowler, a research associate with the Citizens Research Council, who focuses on local affairs and local government policy, has spent time looking at laws in Michigan and nationally that address tenant protections and affordable housing. And in Michigan, suffice to say, there is much work to be done. Chelsea, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: Your blog was totally eye-opening to me because while I assumed, or I guess that there were unscrupulous landlords, there's always bad apples in every mix, uh, throughout the state, your, your research revealed what many of us would perceive as wrongful eviction going on like that is prohibited by federal, state and local laws, but it's not. It's actually legitimate or it's actually legal, I should say, due to gaping loopholes or laws or regulations that don't currently exist, but they should. They should exist to provide basic tenant protections. Would you walk us through this? What are tenant protections and why are they important?
1: Yeah, sure. So tenant protections have traditionally included basic habitability standards for a rental unit and protection against landlord retaliation, misuse of security deposits, unjust eviction, and illegal fees or lease terms. So these protections are important for balancing the landlord-tenant relationship because landlords have power over tenants. And this is because they choose who has access to housing, the quality and price of that housing, and then the extent to which tenants need to comply with the lease terms. Tenants, on the other hand, need housing all of the time. It's immediate, it's constant need, and it's regardless of the price of the unit, the quality of the unit, or lease terms. And so several local governments recognizing this growing um, power imbalance have started to provide additional tenant protections by regulating tenant screenings, granting tenants the right to renew, and providing the right to counsel for an eviction proceeding. And again, those are just um, protections that are meant to rebalance uh, the landlord-tenant relationship and You know helping landlords make sure that they can find tenants who can pay their rent but then also recognizing that tenants need housing regardless of their their situation and so balancing those two needs
0: right right and 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 tenants are ultimately their client they are you know they need tenants to be in that business of being a landlord so (laughs) there is some balance that should be at play there Um, Why have local governments in Michigan, some of them, you'll have to tell us which ones if you know, um, why have they started to regulate tenant screening? And can you tell us which ones if you know? Um, Since most local governments haven't thus far, what prompted this change with some of them?
1: Yeah, so we know that it's common practice for landlords to use background checks, eviction history, and income to evaluate housing applicants. And so when it comes to background checks, research is showing that criminal history is not an accurate predictor of tenant behavior. So the use of background checks is just sort of acting as a barrier for some um, applicants rather than actually addressing a problem. Um, And so Ann Arbor is uh, one local government in Michigan that has enacted an an ordinance that prohibits the use of criminal history in tenant selection. And they enacted that in 2021. So applicants with an eviction record are kind of in the same situation. So eviction records include any document used to initiate the eviction process. So even if there isn't a judgment against the tenant or an order of eviction. Um, and we know that those documents, even if they aren't against the tenant, do make it harder to find housing. And so um, these Sealing eviction records is one of the ways that states have attempted to address that um, barrier. And Michigan um, at our state level actually introduced legislation last session that would have sealed eviction records or expunged them after five years. But the bill was not reported out of committee. Um, and then finally, a lot of landlords refused to rent without um, to those using housing choice vouchers to pay rent or other housing assistance. Mm -hmm. And so there's been this movement to prevent housing discrimination based on sources of income. And so there are at least seven local governments in Michigan that have that type of um, ordinance on the books. Um, That includes Lansing and East Lansing, and then a few others. But unfortunately, their ordinances don't you know, clarify what source of income is or explicitly protect voucher holders. So it's kind of unclear how effective those ordinances have been at getting voucher holders access to housing.
0: It um, it, it, it it sounds like a, a, a myriad of different paths for uh, for renters. Um, I guess uh, I'll have to ask you more about that later, but um, why have local governments provided the right to renew a lease why have some of them provided this right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so the right to renew a lease um it basically just limits the reasons that a landlord can you know refuse to renew your lease at the end of a lease term and so This is a more important tenant protection as we're dealing with the affordable housing crisis. Um, You know, when housing options are limited to tenants, they may be willing to put up with substandard housing or other illegal um, landlord behaviors just because they are afraid they're going to lose their housing um, if they complain or forced change somehow. And so even though it's illegal for landlords to retaliate, there are no protections that kind of guarantee that when your lease term is up, that you'll be able to renew it. Um, And so Ann Arbor actually enacted a right to renew ordinance in 2022 that gives tenants the legal right to renew unless the landlord has a legal reason to evict them. So that would include like non-payment of rent or some other lease violation. Um, And then landlords in Ann Arbor who don't follow that law can be penalized and forced to pay for relocation assistance, which would be equal to two months rent under the lease term.
0: I know that sounds like, I mean, that is a very new law. Have (laughs) there been any data, is there any data back or any kind of uh, evaluation of how it's been working?
1: Yeah, so just from, you know, news articles and kind of um, some of the things I've been reading in Ann Arbor, Tenants are, there is a little bit of confusion, it seems, with what the ordinance is doing. Um, and there are a few other tenant protections that were enacted at that same time. And so it, I think there are some landlords that are struggling or are unaware of their obligations. Um, and there have been some complaints that were submitted to the city um, regarding just what um, tenants are, what tenants believe is illegal behavior under the ordinance.
0: Okay. Um why do tenants need access to counsel during eviction Mm -hmm. proceedings? Could you tell us that? I think we we all might have our own guesses at this, but if you could walk us through that.
1: Sure, so the right to counsel, like in Michigan, renters are overwhelmingly not represented in eviction um, proceedings. So it's something like 5% of renters have legal counsel compared to 83% of landlords. And research shows that having legal counsel can prevent eviction and keep um, low-income renters in their homes. And so it's really important that um, folks have access to legal counsel during an eviction proceeding because it's shown um, to be more beneficial to tenants in certain situations. Um, Detroit enacted an a right to counsel ordinance last year, and they just launched it in March, their program. And it um, provides the right to counsel for anyone making up to 200% of the federal poverty um, guidelines. And it was funded with $18 million, but there are some concerns that that is not enough money um, to address the full concern, but it is a start.
0: That's, that's a, at least a glimmer of hope for tenant protections, although 200% of the federal poverty limit is, is extremely poor. Yes. Um, why is Michigan's approach to tenant protection problematic and what can or should be done to improve it?
1: Yeah so Michigan's approach right now for at least these new tenant protections has been to let the local governments decide and that leaves renters throughout the state with unequal protections and as you alluded to in the introduc- in our introduction um when tenants move to new um jurisdictions or in another apartment you know they are they may not be aware of their new rights and so they're going to be less likely to uh to use those rights if they don't know that they exist. And so it's just putting a lot of onus on tenants to really be aware of all of the policies happening throughout the state. Um, And we know that tenants already, even with statewide tenant protections, aren't aware of their rights. And so making it hyper-local does present potentially a barrier for renters. And then it also makes being a landlord a little bit more complicated. If you have property in Ann Arbor and also Ypsilanti, for example, you're kind of having two different regulatory environments and you're gonna have to learn them both and learn to comply with both. Um, And that just kind of complicates things for um, landlords. And if Michigan really wanted to change its approach, we could enact these protections at the statewide level. Um, and that would, it, you know, it all depends on the language of the bills and all of that um, to, for them to be, you know, 100% effective. But there is an option for the state to approach, to enact some of these at the um, statewide level.
0: Have, have, have there been bills introduced ever that attempts to provide some sort of uniformity for tenant protections?
1: Uh, yeah, so, um, a lot of those old tenant protections that we talked about, those have all been enacted state level. And we had the um, eviction expungement that was at the state level. Um, I am not, I believe that the others have not been addressed at the state level, but I could be wrong about that.
0: So, so local legislators, this might be a a great bill to uh, think about and, Maybe talk to your constituents about, especially if you're in an area with a lot of renters, i.e., college towns and <laughs> uh, and cities. Um, this has been fascinating, Chelsea. Um, thank you um, for for looking into this for us. It's extremely relevant, uh, especially as um, you know, in in terms of the affordable housing um, issue that is in the news all of the time in Michigan it seems. Um, Chelsea Dollar is a research analyst with the Citizens Research Council, which is marking its 107th birthday this month. Uh, you heard that right. Since 2016, the CRC has been providing lawmakers, academics, the media, and all Michigan Michiganders with factual, unbiased, independent information on issues concerning state and local policy and finances. Um, the Research Council is a nonprofit relying primarily on charitable donations, and those donations help provide the kind of hardcore research that Chelsea um, relayed to us listeners today. So please go online and um, help yourself to all of the research that's there. You can download it, you can listen to our podcasts, you can uh, listen to our blogs or read transcripts. But while you're there, please consider supporting that research and um, help with the donation. A fact tank cannot run on fumes alone. So this has been Facts Matter, a podcast presentation of the Citizens Research Council. And thank you again, Chelsea. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.